Percy, let me ask you a question. Have you ever needed to just clear your head from the clutter and stress of a crazy day in order to manage and cope with life? Oh, man. Absolutely, my friend. No question about it. (laughs) We all do, right? Yeah, absolutely. I have certainly learned that it is vital to create some much-needed time and space to get still and quiet during the chaos and activity of one's day. And perhaps we should have a detailed conversation about this dynamic and how this focus may provide some potential health benefits for the cancer community. All right, stay tuned. Pastor P will talk about the discipline of meditation. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. My name is Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Percy McRae, Pastor P's Director of Underserved Communities at City of Hope, which includes faith-based communities. And we're delighted to be with you again this week with our podcast. So meditation, this is, uh, I don't, we've never talked about this topic before, have we? I don't think we have, and certainly not to the depth that we're going to discuss it today for sure. And uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, I am. indeed. And we'll uh, we'll get after it in just a moment. No guests today. Percy is going to reach into his uh, life of experience and just share with us about meditation. So stay tuned for that conversation. Hey, have you submitted your question to us? Uh, if you're mm-hmm. on a cancer journey, perhaps you're a caregiver or someone who's uh, you know taking care of a family member as a caretaker, uh, we'd love to have your questions submitted to us. Healthhopeandinspiration.com is the place you can go to submit your questions. Here's one from Flint, Michigan, who says, and by the way, Flint, Michigan, Flint, Michigan. Did you know I was born in Flint, Michigan? I knew that, and I was wondering if he was going to bring you that up, that? my friend. How did you know that? We've talked about, we've talked talked about, about your before? Michigan. Okay, yeah. I won't yeah. tell you yeah. what year I was born in Flint, Michigan, but I was born in Flint, Michigan. All right. Yeah. Reverend McCray, I love the podcast that addressed toxic positivity. It made me rethink how healthy it can be to not to suppress my emotions when having a bad moment. Did you ever have a moment where you gave expression to your emotions during your cancer journey? Well, first of all, thank you, Flint, for uh, your comment, and thank you for referencing uh, that podcast. And for those that didn't hear that show, it's show number 350, and it's entitled, Must I Always Be Positive About Negative Moments in My Life? And the answer to your question is, absolutely, my friend. There were times that I had to just kind of regroup and 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 reconstitute, uh, you know, crazy thoughts that may have floated into my head or 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 comment that someone have may have made to me that may have suggested or uh, implied that, you know, what could happen from a cancer diagnosis or even the reaction from people. One of the things that uh, I try to encourage individuals to be mindful of is, is your face and your body language. When, when, when people share with you that they have cancer, uh, you would be amazed at the reaction that people will give you sometimes of just sheer fear and just, un, you know, they can't believe what you've said and how that can impact you. But there were certainly times that I had to reconstitute my thinking. I had to regroup. I had to get still, get quiet and, and allow uh, my 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 theological scope of perspective uh, to become part of the overriding and overarching thinking process. Uh, as the the Holy Scriptures tells us that, you know, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And the question to be asked is, what kind of mind did he have? Mm-hmm. 
and, you know, and things to think about, think on these things that are lovely and true and pure and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, uh, there were times that I had to do that where I, I would be able to cycle out of some of those dynamics. But yes, um, uh, I am just like you, human and wrapped in flesh. And uh, I've had to manage and I continue to have to manage through those type of dynamics from time to time because that's just part of living in everyday life. So absolutely. Well, thank you for the question and thank you for the answer, Percy. We're going to learn more about meditation and its importance here in our conversation to come. You know, caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. And to address the issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor or a leader in your church, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and our informative monthly email newsletter. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Percy, let's uh, open with a spiritual nugget that you found in Psalm 145. Yes, sir. And it reads as follows. On the glorious splendor of your majesty, talking about God and who he is and the majestic nature of who he is, on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works, I will meditate. And today, hopefully this will help to guide and give us a platform to hold this discussion as we talk about the value and the potential power of meditation. Don't hesitate to meditate is what we're going to talk about. I like that. Okay. Well, I understand that meditation as a practice dates back as far as 5000 BCE, and it's been associated with multiple religious and spiritual traditions around the world. Uh, Meditation has been heavily researched in medical and mental health settings as a resource for the management of stress and emotions and overall well-being, hasn't it? Yeah, Wayne, you're absolutely right. And, and, and meditation has become a very common ac- exercise and practice in our pop culture today, actually, that many people incorporate, you know, in their everyday lives as a practice. But by definition, I thought it would be important for us to kind of define this word a little bit and frame out what this word means. And so by definition, the word meditate means to think deeply or focus one's mind for a period of time in silence or with the aid of chanting or, or some type of verbal, uh, you know, uh, uh, verbiage uh, for religious or spiritual purposes or as a method of relaxation. So I think this will help us with our discussion. Yeah. Again, I understand you're going to share some published information regarding the use of potential benefits of meditation in the context of cancer. Well, that's who we're talking to, right? We're, we, you know, our, our primary uh, audience on this show is the cancer community because no one talks to them, right? No one really has, has stopped to sit down and, and, and think about from their vantage point what they're going through, how, how they process information. So let, we wanted to, I wanted to kind of bring this conversation to the forefront with regard to how can this potentially be a value? It may not be beneficial to everyone, but I've learned in the day and age that I live in, everything is not for everyone. But 
is this a possible tool that can be utilized for people in the cancer space? And so, yeah, we're going to talk about it from that perspective for sure. All right. And as we often do, we are taking the notes that you've put together and we'll be speaking from, and we put them into a resource form that our listeners can download right now called The Benefits of Meditation. That's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Maybe we need to add meditation to our title. Yeah, that maybe we should do that, right? <laughs> Health, hope, inspiration, and meditation today. Yeah, yeah, All right. Well, you're going to share eight possible benefits of meditation, right? Yep, we are. So with that being said, let's go. And uh, again, I want to make it clear that all of the points that I'm going to express today have been extrapolated and excerpted uh, from uh, City, a City of Hope blog entitled Eight Ways Meditation May Help During Cancer Treatment. And I okay. wanted to push this conversation into this space and utilize this as a framework for conversation. So point number one that I think is important, Wayne, is that, uh, and we're going to use the word mindfulness also in connection with meditation. Mindfulness meditation uh, reduces stress, anxiety, and depression. Well, do you think that there's someone in the cancer community (laughs) who may be experiencing some Uh, of these dynamics? I think so, right. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, mindfulness practice supports psychological health. There are some studies that have shown it may increase the gray matter in the brain. How about that? A part of the brain involved in decision-making and self-control. As a result, mindfulness tends to help you slow down automatic reactions and generate a pause in your experience. This pause may allow you to make choices about a situation, such as selecting a specific course of action or choosing your perspective. As a result, mindfulness may help reduce stress and increase your sense of self-control, which is a huge component for the cancer community because so many people in the cancer space feel like they they don't have a lot of control over what is happening to them. This may be a practice that may help to give them back a sense of self-control. And with less stress, you may feel more at ease with your anxiety and depression. Many who practice mindfulness report feeling calmer amid chaos, less impulsive, and better able to control emotional regulation, enhancing their quality of life. How about that? So reducing stress and overcoming anxiety and depression, those sound like pretty important things to, to work toward. I agree. I agree. And many cancer patients are experiencing that on some level. All All right. right. Point number two. Principle number two. Yep. Yep. Principle number two. Mindfulness meditation helps to improve sleep. Okay. And this is also an area for a lot of cancer patients that can be compromised. And so cancer patients commonly experience fatigue and sleep disturbances. You may have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, or you may have restless sleep. You may also struggle with insomnia, making it difficult to stay alert and focused during daytime hours without other interventions. Researchers have found that those who practice mindfulness-based stress reduction experience increased duration and quality of sleep. And, and I here, think, Wayne, I, I want think to everybody's interject. in favor of that, right? Yeah, and and you know we we make the announcement I think on every show. Uh, with regard to the relationship that we have with Abide Meditations and mm-hmm. the Abide Meditation app. And there's a reason why we uh, agreed to that partnership because, again, we're talking about meditation. Uh, that There's a platform that has all sorts of pre-recorded uh, 
meditations that people can listen to that hopefully will help them to fall asleep and stay asleep. So with that, this speaks directly into that relationship and the reason why we chose uh, to to engage with that relationship. Yeah. Well, let's talk about sleep for a moment. I mean, you don't have to be a cancer patient to know that as you age, uh, sleep becomes an issue sometimes, doesn't it? Mm, it does. It does. I, you know, and and I'll put my hand in the air. I've talked about it before on several shows. I'm one of those people who, who kind of has weird sleep patterns. And mm. my wife, she constantly is on me about, you know, trying to do better with regard to how much sleep that I get and right. how long I stay sleeping, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I have a weird brain that just runs almost, you know, 100 miles an hour know, constantly and, and, and shutting I, my brain down. We're similar in that regard, Percy. I yeah, really do. Yeah. And uh, counting, you know, the REM is really important and seeing that REM increase. But, uh, you know, uh, screen time, I have found, can really affect the quality of sleep. You know, if you spend all your evening hours in front of a screen, I found that makes a big difference. And I do that quite a bit, Wayne. So, you know, I'm going to be transparent here, and I appreciate you bringing the point up. So there are just simply some things that we we need to be mindful of and think about. And to your point, as we get older, how much important our sleep is to us from a physical health perspective also is just very vital and crucial. So, again, you know, when we talk about meditation as a benefit, and again, this may not be for everyone, and that's okay. But, you know, it may help improve uh, your quality of sleep and your length of sleep. And I think that that's something that we should all consider. Okay. Well, there are other important points that need to be made. What's number three? Number three is mindfulness meditation improves immune function. This is important. Research on women with breast cancer, as an example, has shown that a regular practice of mindfulness may be beneficial to the immune system. For example, those who participated in the mindfulness control group in a study examining the impact of mindfulness on the immune system showed that T cells, a central cell involved in immune function, were more readily activated and showed more rapid recovery. This is fascinating. It, It really is when you sit and think about it. You know, and let me tell you a story. I was just, this just happened to me yesterday, actually. I was out. Uh, purchase, making a purchase uh, for some home repair uh, ser- services. And uh, the guy that was helping me uh, was telling me, he said that he was waiting for the weekend and that, that the weekend was going to be nice and that this was going to be his weekend. He was going to the beach. And he said, because the beach is my happy place. And I, when I go to the beach and when I get near the water, it calms me, it relaxes me. And then this is the the last statement that he made. He said, and it makes me feel closer to God. It gives me a sense of serenity and peace. Yeah. So again, when we talk about meditation, and meditation can be done wherever, you know, and whenever. So, you know, you find your happy place or or time and a space that allows that to happen. It has it does have a mental, emotional, and potentially uh, a physical impact upon you uh, from a healthcare perspective. One of my favorite verses, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart mm. be found acceptable, acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. Sight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a great passage of scripture. It really is. All right. We're talking oh. about meditation. You've, uh, you've got eight points that we're covering here, which are all available in printed form on our yep. featured resource page at healthhopeandinspiration.com. What's number four? Med- mindfulness meditation supports the grief process. How about this? Hmm. Receiving a cancer diagnosis often triggers feelings of grief. First and foremost, that's a show in and of itself right there, Wayne, to talk about that dynamic. And so uh, I just want to put a pin there. But you may find that you experience existential grief 
wondering how to find meaning in your new reality. You may experience a torrent of painful emotions, which are a natural part of the grief process. Mindfulness meditation may provide a means to experience your grief with compassion. By developing an observing mind, which is central to mindfulness, you may discover ways to experience distressing emotions without pushing the emotions away, denying them, or being overwhelmed by them. Hmm. I thought this was a fascinating school of thought here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I've shared on the show here before, uh, I only had uh, really one kind of uh, uh, existential, emotional uh, moment when I was originally diagnosed with my cancer, and it was right after my surgery. And uh, my wife and I talk about it pretty frequently. Right after uh, you know my surgery, I, I came out of sedation, and my doc came by to visit me and give me a pep talk and told me how well things went. And when I when I really came to my senses of the moment, I broke down and just had a cry. Oh. And and I and you know and and now when I look back on that, it was really just kind of expressing the whole dynamic of man, I I have cancer. I just had surgery. I had a third of my colon removed. There is an element and a type of grief and loss that people can experience that can be very temporary or short term, but may have uh, an emotional expression that you know again, getting still, getting quiet may afford one the ability to process that. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That That is interesting. All right. Yeah. Number five, mindfulness meditation may help reduce pain. Yeah, here we go. So 25 to 50% of cancer patients report feeling pain. In those with advanced stage cancer, 80% report moderate to severe pain. In a randomized control study of women with breast cancer, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy was shown to have a significant and durable effect on pain reduction. Meditation is designed to lessen pain by reducing stress. When you feel pain, the body's natural response is to tense around the pain. Over time, the tension itself may increase the pain. Mindfulness is designed to help you notice your experience carefully while practicing gentle prompts to relax the tension around the pain. And I can tell you, I'll give you some examples of this. And I'm going to put this back into kind of the religious spiritual purview a little bit. Uh, I can recall several times praying for patients who would ask for uh, the chaplain to come into the room because they were having pain that they couldn't manage and control. Mm -hmm. And they would say, just pray with me, Reverend McCray. Just spend some time with me. And what I learned through this process, and I don't think I've ever talked about this uh, on on this platform, is getting very uh, uh, modulating my voice slowing down and creating kind of this atmospheric dynamic of relaxation in a prayer. And I then, I would teasingly tell people, I said, I can pray you to sleep if you give me enough time and attention (laughs) that then that person literally would drift off Hmm. and go to sleep and, 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 and their pain would reduce. So there's a dynamic here with regard to uh, a form of meditation, however you choose to practice it, that may help to reduce your pain. That's interesting. And you know what pops in my mind as well is the environment where we meditate. You know, I, yes. I, you share that just now. I'm thinking of a person in a hospital room. You know, I, when I think of a hospital room, I think of fluorescent lights, you know, that kind of thing, yep. bright lights and, and uh, beeping equipment, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, of course, it can be overcome with meditation, but setting that environment whenever you can is important as well. 
It, it absolutely is. So, yeah, I, I think the environment of one's uh, meditation is is fundamentally crucial, you know, in terms of sound, in terms of light. You are absolutely correct. I, I've noticed, and I'm sure you have as well, on some of the more modern airplanes, the the the, the lighting that they have now, it's much more yeah. softer. It's and indirect, they, yes. It's, yeah, absolutely. So people can relax and kind of go to sleep and et cetera. So uh, that is absolutely correct, my friend, but it's something for us to think about and certainly can be something that we can manage and practice when we have right. opportunity to do so. Well, yeah. I know you have more points to be made, but I do want to pause. You mentioned earlier the uh, the app that we have the relationship with, the Abide Meditation app, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that our listeners know that this is available. It's very exciting that we're offering in association with Abide, a premium subscription to the mobile app. It's free to our community, the HHI listening community. Bible meditations are made delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day. So check this out. Text HHI to 22433 for a free subscription. You can quiet your mind. You relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. Again, HHI to 22433, and we believe you will be blessed and encouraged. And I, and I want to add this, Percy. The the time to begin the discipline, I'll call it a discipline of meditation, mm. is not when we're in a crisis. I mean, yeah. certainly we should meditate when we're in a crisis, and if we've never done it before, we should start. But how much better to establish this life um, of meditation ahead of time before the crisis hits? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's an important point, and I appreciate you bringing it up. That we really need to to create a practice of being of mindfulness and meditation in our everyday lives, because we benefit from it. We're we're listening and understanding some of those kind of cognitive dynamics, and uh, you know, uh, in terms of our immune system and et cetera. But ultimately, at the end of the day, as we started this show, just managing our day to day stress of of living life, man, and and working through the dynamics of a day, you know, creating a habit and a discipline for mindfulness and meditation is crucial and important and beneficial to all of us. So you're exactly correct. So we've talked about meditation, reducing stress and anxiety. We've talked about improving our sleep patterns with meditation. Uh, There's evidence that it improves our immune function, that it supports the grief process, that it reduces pain, but -hmm. there are even more benefits to it that you're going to point out to us now. So quickly, mindfulness number uh, number six, mindfulness and meditation may increase clarity and concentration. In addition to the stress of having cancer, patients typically find that undergoing treatment is taxing on the body and mind. And so at times, it may be hard for people to actually concentrate. It's especially important to think as clearly as possible when speaking with your doctor, with your family, and certainly making medical decisions Uh, Mindfulness may help in these situations by increasing concentration and clarity. Uh, When studied under an MRI, meditators showed activation in their prefrontal cortex, uh, the part of the brain involved in decision-making, clear thinking, and reasoning. Activating this part of the brain helps reduce stress and strengthen the sense of self control. How about that? So it's just amazing. another benefit. Yeah. It increases yeah. <laughs> clarity and concentration. I I need that. <laughs> yeah, I need it as well. And the hits just keep coming. We're not done. <laughs> okay. All right. Keep going. So number seven, yeah, mindfulness meditation may boost energy. And we all could use that. I know as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm figuring out ways how to increase my energy levels. Wait a minute. Symptom. You're old. No sympathy here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> You're, yeah. A, a core symptom 
of cancer is fatigue. This is real. The, this results from cancer itself, the yeah. body fighting cancer, the impact of cancer treatment and the associated stress. Feelings of fatigue may be overwhelming at times and mindfulness meditation may help to boost energy. For example, when you're anxious and stressed, the body releases the hormones, adrenaline and cortisol, causing a fight or flight response. Mm. This may make it harder to sleep, leading to feelings of exhaustion. Both factors may lower your immune response. And on the flip side, reducing stress, enhancing sleep, and supporting the immune system may contribute to increased energy. When you're in a state of calm, the body doesn't have to work so hard. Practicing mindfulness may help decrease heart rate, blood pressure, adrenaline, and cortisol levels. All so important again, things, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And then lastly, my friend, as we round off this conversation, and I know we've given a lot of information to think about today, practicing meditation in a group may lead to social connection. Interesting. Yeah. Many cancer treatment programs offers a mindfulness group as part of an integrative care plan. Attending these groups helps to connect you to other patients in similar circumstances or may provide empathy and compassion. Social support may be especially helpful when struggling with a challenging diagnosis. So there's a social component that may be beneficial in terms of practicing meditation in a group setting or with others. And so uh, there's some value there with regard to that. So these are some things that, you know, again, meditation may not be for you, but uh, uh, I think that there's a strong argument to be made that if if you did think it was for you in the past, you may want to consider uh, meditation within the context of your own spiritual, religious, and cultural orientation, but there's some value and some benefits here for sure. And if you'd like to go back over all of these important points, you can do that through our featured resource. Percy has been kind enough to uh, summarize this in a resource that's available to you right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Download it, use it, think about the things presented there, and then put them into practice if you agree. And Let's see what kind of difference it makes in your life. Mm-hmm. Healthhopeandinspiration.com is the website. That's also the site where you can submit a question, perhaps. This conversation today has prompted a question in your mind that you'd like to put to Percy, a non-medical question, I might add. Mm-hmm. You can uh, do that at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Connect button, and the drop-down menu will give you a chance to type in that question. Or if you want to leave a comment, that's fine as well, although... Your comments as a review of the podcast on podcast platforms like Apple and Google would be most helpful. So thank you for considering that. Well, Percy, uh, this has been so very, very helpful. But I know, as always, you have some uh, closing thoughts you'd like to help us with. I do, my friend. And so uh, I pray that something was said here that, again, can be another resource and another tool that that one can put in their toolbox. This is all about equipping uh as the scripture says, equipping the saints so that they can do the work of the ministry. Well, in this particular case, the ministry of the cancer patient, uh, thriving, surviving, and working through treatment and care, we want to equip you in order to be able to to, to live your best life and, and be all that you can be during that process. I'll say this in closing, simply this, please remember that meditation as a practice, like so many other philosophical schools of thought, may vary and represent different approaches and pathways depending on your spiritual, religious, 
or cultural ethos and preference. The overarching motivation for today's discussion was simply to provide an additional evidence-based resource and tool to aid any cancer patient in their arsenal for use while navigating a cancer journey. We are here rooting for you. We are here standing by your side. And we are here encouraging you every step of the way with health and hope and inspiration. And so as our spiritual nugget told us, Psalms 145 and 5, on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works, I will meditate. Today, don't hesitate to meditate. Take care. That's Pastor P. Percy McRae, our host. He's director of underserved communities at City of Hope, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, thank you. When we're done meditating, is there one more thing you would ask us to do? After we clear our head and after we get our thoughts about us, we need to remember we still have much work to do. So with that being said, keep chopping the wood. Don't stop and don't give up. God bless. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.